Welcome to Life, Family, Liberty, the radio show and podcast for California Family Council. I am your host, Jonathan Keller, CEO and President of California Family Council. Happy to be back with you today on Monday, June 5th. It's just after 9 a.m. here in Fresno, and hopefully you're listening to this sometime today or sometime this week on our podcast channel, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher. And I will say, if you are listening on podcasts, we would really appreciate you going to the podcast store of your choice, whether it's iTunes, whether it is the Google Play Store, or whether it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever it is. Make sure that you like the track. Make sure that you give us a rating that helps boost the podcast and helps more people hear it. And also share, please. We would really appreciate it if you would help us get the word out. Share on Twitter. Share on Facebook. The great thing about the podcast on SoundCloud is that when you publish it or share it on Twitter or on Facebook, people can listen directly there from inside Facebook. You don't have to download the app. You can just listen directly there. So appreciate you helping get the word out about that. Well, last week we had a special show on Memorial Day. It was really a great time just to remember those people who made the ultimate sacrifice in serving our nation. This week, unfortunately, we are back to kind of the daily grind of politics, and we wanted to actually come to you with a story that has been breaking kind of in waves over the last week and a half out of Sacramento, and it has to do with the Assembly Republicans and their leader, Chad Mays. And to discuss this, we have someone who, I don't know if I'd say he's an expert in the Assembly Republican Caucus, but he certainly has a lot more experience than I do. Greg Burt, our Director of Capital Engagement from California Family Council. Greg, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Johnson. Glad to be here. So real quick, before we get into the the story of Assemblyman Mays and the tweet that he and the Assembly GOP sent out representing all 25 members of the Assembly GOP, I want you to just give a little bit of your background for people who maybe haven't been following for a long time, they haven't heard you before. Share a little bit about what your background is specifically with the legislature, both with Senator Mimi Walters and then with Assemblywoman Shannon Grove. Yeah, I, I uh, started uh, in Californian politics working for uh, State Senator Mimi Walters down in Southern California. That's kind of where I'm from and grew up. I worked in her district office for about four years, and then Several years uh, ago, I came up and started working um, as the communication director for Assemblywoman Shannon Grove, uh, kind of being her press person. I have a background in journalism, and so this is something I'd always wanted to do. And so I worked for her up at the Capitol for two and a half years until her term was over uh, in uh, November. So, And then I got a job uh, working for you, which I've been uh, happy to do, and it's been great. Well, and we've been really grateful to have you on board. Uh, Folks, for those of you who have not met Greg, uh, he really is very meticulous and studious, and he's been a huge asset there in the Capitol. Uh, The fact that he's up there, near, lives near the Capitol with his family, and has kind of this familiarity from behind the scenes has really been a key asset in the work that CFC has done this year to bring awareness to some of these issues that we've talked about relating to the sanctity of human life, the importance of marriage and family, and the value of religious liberty. Greg's kind of able to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit sometimes and tell us what staffers are really thinking or tell us best ways to kind of, uh, you know, break down defenses and get get around some of the roadblocks that might normally be set up when you're trying to talk with people. But unfortunately, I know we had not had until last week a meeting with the assembly leader, assembly minority leader, Chad Mays, who is a Republican. He's in, I believe, the 42nd district out of Yucca Valley. And 
on paper, he seems like he would be a great conservative, you know, champion of the values that we care about. You know, he's 39 years old. He's married. He's uh, a graduate of Liberty University, a big conservative Christian college back in the Virginia area, Lynchburg, Virginia, yeah. I believe. And then he also is the son of a pastor. He he helps on the worship team at his, his church, the p- church that his father pastors down there in Yucca Valley. So on paper, you'd think, you know, he's with us on all these issues. And I need to just take a quick pause out for people who are listening. If we have friends from the IRS who are listening, just as a reminder, California Family Council is not a partisan organization. We're not Republican or Democrat. But we really do try to hold both political parties, all political parties, accountable and in this issue, this is an area, Greg, I think of integrity, where you are, you know what you're getting with the Democrats. You know that the Democratic platform is one of the most aggressively pro-abortion, pro-LGBT platforms in the country for the yeah. California Democratic Party. But the California Republican Party, at least on paper, has tried to style itself as a friend of people of faith, a friend of the values that we talk about on this show. And unfortunately, the tweet that was sent out by Assemblymember Mays last, uh, just over a week ago, really, I frankly, I don't think betrayal is too strong of a word. Yeah. Well, it seems to, they seem to be thinking that the way to get more support in California is to embrace the LGBT community, not just by being kind, but promoting their organizations and their heroes. Right, and I think this is a key issue that you and I had the pleasure of meeting a few weeks ago with Dr. Barry Corey, who is the president of Biola University, and I respect Dr. Corey immensely. I've about halfway through his book, Love Kindness, which is a great example of how Christians can engage the culture. And in that book, he talks about something, the, the importance of having soft edges, that means being approachable and being loving and respectful and being willing to build bridges with people that you disagree with. Yeah. Having soft edges, but also having a firm center. And the concern that I have here is that, like you said, I think that everybody is, is created in the image of God. Every person, especially those that are opponents in Sacramento, deserve to be loved and treated with respect. I mean, Jesus said in the Gospels, love those who are your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So by all means, we should be loving and respectful and gracious to our opponents, our political opponents in Sacramento. But what the Assembly Republicans did, the Assembly GOP, goes way beyond just having a, a soft edge. But it really calls into question whether or not they have any center at all. Yeah. Well, why don't we read the tweet so people know what we're talking about? Sure. Um, I can read it. It's, um, this was sent out on the 22nd on, I think it was Harvey Milk Day. It said, this Harvey Milk Day, we honor the legacy of a hero who paved the way for organizations like Equality California and Log Cabin Republicans GOP to seek tolerance and inclusiveness. And so we're beyond just being kind. Now we are honoring the legacy of a hero, and we're also honoring a group called Equality California. And Equality California is the group that is supporting and promoting most of the bills that we are opposing. They don't believe in religious liberty for Christian colleges or Christian organizations. They believe in uh, completely redefining the words man and woman to be completely something you personally identify with. It has nothing to do with biology, um, which makes those two words meaningless in the future. And so it was 
hard to understand how embracing these two groups is what uh, the Republicans stand for. And so that's what, so we set out an alert. A couple days, we actually contacted Chad Mays and asked him, uh, and we've been, I've been working with a group called Awake uh, America, which is a, group, a bunch of Baptist pastors who are also at the Capitol, and he contacted, one of the pastors contacted him and asked him about this, and he asked him to take the tweet down, and he wouldn't. And so that next couple days, we sent out an alert asking people to call Chad Mays and ask him specifically to take down the tweet and to find out what's happening. And and then the next week, we I went in with these pastors. We went office to office, and we were asking three questions. And the question we were asking is, does, does this tweet represent Republican caucus, uh, from the Republican caucus Twitter account? Does that represent the member? the views of your members. So we went and asked each staffer and trying to get a poll that something dramatic is happening here. And then we also asked if this tweet represents a shift in the Republican Party because the if you look at a Republican Party platform, it says that we still define marriage as a union between man and woman. And so it looks like how can we say that's part of our platform but embrace organizations and call them hero heroes when they're completely against the platform. So that's what we did. We went to each of the offices. Uh, we got various responses. Some didn't know what their members thought. Some thought, uh, told us, you know, that we don't really control that particular account, although that, that Twitter, Twitter account is actually representing all the Republicans. Right. And, th- and then we went to some offices that says, yeah, this is a calculated major shift. And I had one staffer tell me that <clears throat> this is, uh, the the Republicans looking for a new base that they've given wow. up on Christian conservatives and now they're looking for uh, to broaden the broaden the base and abandon Christian conservatives. So wow. Well, Greg, yeah. I, I want to bring you back. Uh, we're out of time for this segment, but I want you to stick around for the next segment because I think we need to give people some concrete action steps on what they can do and what they should do, especially. You know, even if you've not been traditionally a Republican in the past, you need to speak out on this. Join us back here in a second on Life, Family, Liberty. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty. This is Jonathan Keller, your host. Very happy to be with you today on a beautiful Monday morning. It's a little bit warm in Fresno, already almost 80 degrees, and it will continue to climb. <laughs> we are now in the uh, the best part of the year, uh, if you live in Phoenix, uh, to come to Fresno. So otherwise, it's a little bit warm. Uh, but it's great to be here, regardless, standing up for these important issues. And I'm happy to be joined on the phone with our Director of Capital Engagement, Greg Burt. Greg, we were talking in the last segment about this situation with the Assembly Republican Caucus. And so people understand, I think we need to quickly, I know this is a short segment, but we have to explain. The way it basically works is there are 25 Republicans in the state assembly. They elect, you need 13 of 25 votes, a simple majority, to elect their minority leader, the person who's going to speak for them and lead the party. Well, that leader right now is Chad Mays. He controls all of the apparatus of the state party for the assembly. He he basically gets to speak for them. He gets to issue press releases and statements. And I know that there were some people that were ambivalent or that were nervous of going on the record, but there were also 
quite a few Republicans that sounded like they were very upset that Chad was going out on a limb and basically speaking on their behalf and violating the Republican Party platform, correct? No, that's true. There were He got the members right after he sent the tweet uh, upset, and they I heard they went and talked with them. But so far, no one has publicly come out and said that they um, disagree with it. And I'm, I'm sure they're... They're concerned about party unity, um, and uh, but I did want to explain as we were going around to the very various offices, we got word that actually Chad Mays. This is last week. We got word that Chad Mays himself wanted to meet with us. I guess he heard we were in the building, and so we were went to his office and we were ushered into a meeting right there with Chad Mays, and we sat and we actually prayed together and we talked together, and he kind of explained what he was doing he told us he was upset with us uh for the email that we had sent out and how we were publicly objecting to what he had done and then he gave us a book he gave us barry dr barry Corey's book love and kindness and this is a book he's been given out to lots of members um and but he's interpreting the book uh and even kind of a his response to the tweet was he is being loving and kind by the way he's treating LGBT community. And so it's, it's a little ironic because the, the book itself talks about being hard in the center, meaning being firm on what you believe, but being soft, meaning as you engage people, to be relational and loving. Right. Um, and, and I think and we, we see yeah, that as a, a biblical, scriptural me- method. I mean, we saw, obviously, that Jesus did that. He loved people. He sat and ate with people that, you know, were right. tax collectors and prostitutes. So we certainly believe there's nothing wrong with meeting with people and trying to build relationships and build bridges. But he has taken uh, that message and completely forgot the hard center part. Right. I mean, the book is actually based on a scripture verse called and Micah 6, 8. Um, and Micah six eight says, if, uh, the, I think uh, the prophet is asking God, you know, what he expects of him, um, and the response from God is to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. It's a great verse, but the first part is to do justice, to to stand for what's right, and then love kindness. So he is embracing the love kindness and completely giving up on the do justice part. Because the do justice part offends people, and people take it as hate. But you, you've got to be able to stand up for Jesus and his views and not fall back. At the same time, you're being loving, and you're going to get hated. I mean, Jesus promised that. Right. That if you stand up for what I—that he told his disciples, if, you, if you're standing up and representing me, they're going to hate you. You know, not everybody's going to hate you. Some will love you, uh, but some are going to hate you. I think the key is we should never measure our success by what other people think of us. I think we need to look at our core convictions, and we need to measure our success by whether or not we're adhering to those. And I think this is one reason why, Greg, again, I want to reiterate that this is not a partisan issue. This is an issue of integrity and standing for these important values. The official California Republican Party platform has a plank in it that is called the family section. It's on page five. If you go to the California Republican Party's website, you click on the platform and you go to page five. It's right there under the title family. And that section says, quote, the California Republican Party affirms the family as the natural and indispensable institution for human development. A strong and healthy family unit is the heart of the home. 
a safe surrounding where family decisions are made, children are raised, and morality is taught. The family is a foundation on which American society has grown and prospered for over 200 years. Now, here's the key part. We support the two-parent family as the best environment for raising children and therefore believe that it is important to define marriage as a union between a man and a woman. The Supreme Court's ruling cannot and must not be used to coerce a church or religious institution into performing marriages that their faith does not recognize. We believe public policy and education should not be exploited to advocate or teach any social or political agenda. Well, Greg, the whole point of Harvey Milk Day is to use education, to exploit education, to advocate and teach a social agenda. And the whole, exactly. point, the whole point of Equality California is directly in opposition to marriage being between a man and a woman. So the fact that essentially Chad Mays is acting like he is a Supreme Court of one, and he is able to redefine the Republican Party platform just over Twitter. I mean, it, not even... Uh, with a public statement, just in 140 characters, he has tried to attack and undermine the work of thousands of grassroots conservatives across the state, many of whom, and Greg, you and I know this, we've talked to a lot of people, many people, one of the only reasons that they're still Republicans is because of this plank and parts like it in the platform. No, it's right. I mean, in, there's only one party that will embrace the people who actually believe like that so if if both parties are going to give up on folks who believe in traditional marriage where are they to go right um and you mentioned earlier last segment that some of the conservatives uh or, or excuse me some of the republicans as you talked to not the conservative members but some of them said that they think they're trying to it's a calculated issue they are trying to find a new base. The The GOP is trying to move more towards the log cabin Republicans. They're trying to move in a more progressive manner. But the yeah. reality is, I think that they are going to find, and I think as you've seen a lot of pro-life Democrats leave the Democratic Party, if you begin to abandon these core issues, you're going to find that the base that you thought you had that was so solid is going to walk away. Yeah, um, and I, maybe they... I mean, they, I've been talking to one staffer who really thought that since Christians are so quiet now in California and they don't see them being active as much as they should, uh, they don't, they're not supporting Republicans, that they're, they're searching for somebody else. But I think half the problem is Republicans aren't championing issues that Christian conservatives care about. Right. And, and if, you're, if you're not going to champion issues Christian conservatives care about, you can't expect them to get all enthusiastic about donating and about uh, volunteering on your campaigns and and defending you. Everybody thinks the only way to act as a conservative is to moderate all the social issues. Right. And And that's the real problem, is that I think moving forward, people who are conservative on these issues, people who believe the way that we do on issues of life, family, and liberty, regardless of which party you are affiliated with, you need to stand up and speak out. So... Folks, we're we're going to be publishing more about this. Greg, I know you published a great article about this on our website. I encourage everyone, go to CaliforniaFamily.org. Greg, thanks for being with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Life, Family, Liberty. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty. This is Jonathan Keller from California Family Council. Thank you again for joining us. We spent the last two segments talking about this issue with the 
California Assembly Republicans, but I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about two pro-life stories. Number one is David Daleiden. Many of you know my good friend who works for the Center for Medical Progress. I should say he doesn't just work for them. He's the founder and president. He was in San Francisco a few weeks ago where he was arraigned on the charges, the felony charges, of supposedly recording people without their consent. And I recorded a short video interview with him, and I want all of you who are listening online to hear that interview. Here am I talking in San Francisco with David Delighton outside the Hall of Justice. Hey, everybody. It's Jonathan Keller from California Family Council, and we are here in San Francisco at the Hall of Justice with my friend David Delighton, uh, the founder and president of the Center for Medical Progress. David, thanks for being with us. It's always great to be here with you. Uh, I know you've got to go catch a flight, but tell us briefly about the arraignment that just happened, what was happening inside the courtroom, and the motion that your legal team just filed here in San Francisco. Definitely. So this was a, this was a pretty early um, preliminary, uh, really initial court appearance in this totally bogus criminal case that the Attorney General's office has filed. Um, the only difference between what I do at CMP, what we did with the Planned Parenthood sells baby parts undercover videos, and what regular local investigative journalists for your local news do every single day here in California the only difference between our under, undercover reporting and their undercover reporting is that we went after Planned Parenthood, who are the political allies and the financial backers of the two most recent California attorney generals. So it wasn't a question of was the law followed or not. We were obviously on the, on the right side of the law, the same as other regular mainstream journalists who do the exact same thing every single day. The only difference was that we went after people who were the political allies, the influential political allies of the current government system in the state state of California. We filed a demur motion today, which uh, basically is sort of calling out the attorney general's office for doing such a bad job at filing their own bogus criminal complaint that um, we're not we're not even at this point really able to make a guilty or not guilty plea because it's just that poorly put together. Um, that being said, um, if the attorney general's office continues to press this really ill-advised, grossly politically selective persecutory prosecution, um, it's gonna. I, I think it's only gonna end up um, backfiring on them and their allies and their their hand puppet masters at Planned Parenthood, um, and it's really just gonna discredit them um, because it's gonna. This is this is putting. All of their, all of Planned Parenthood's top-level people, all of the worst video recordings that we ever taped, puts all of that front and center in the public eye and in the courtroom. And if and and that's a kind of spotlight and a kind of scrutiny that Planned Parenthood isn't going to be able to withstand much longer. David, I think you're absolutely right, especially given the fact that we now have a, a pro-life president, uh, President Trump, who has stated uh, that Planned Parenthood. Uh, should not be funded for the types of things they're doing. He actually threw down the gauntlet earlier this year, and he even he offered them a, a deal, you know, the ultimate deal, and said, look, if you just give up on abortion, you can continue to be funded for everything else. And Planned Parenthood flatly rejected that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it completely exposed them. I thought it was really a brilliant move on the part of the Trump administration to make this offer to Planned Parenthood. Hey, you guys want to keep your taxpayer funding? You want to keep half a billion dollars a year? You want to get even more taxpayer funding? Just terminate your abortion services. End your abortion program, and then you can have all the taxpayer funding for real medical care and real health care services that you want. And what did Planned Parenthood do? They said, absolutely not. We love abortion. We'll never give it up. Never, ever in a million years. 
And so everyone, everyone is totally clear now where Planned Parenthood stands. Do they care about providing mainstream holistic health care to indigent people? Or do they care about having a monster criminal abortion business that's profit-driven and commodifies human beings? And the answer is Planned Parenthood puts abortion first every single time. And that's why they, they don't deserve a further one red cent of taxpayer money. I could not agree more. In fact, it's something that the president of Planned Parenthood said immediately after this offer from the Trump administration. She replied on Twitter and said that abortion is actually central. It's core to the heart of who they are, which was just absolutely uh, incredible that she would be so bold and so brazen. Um, David, this is something where I think, obviously, you have another hearing coming up on June 8th. So uh, in the meantime, for people who are watching, you know, how can people pray for you and Sandra and the organization? How can they support you and CMP and the work you're doing? Definitely. In the meantime, um, your prayers, your thoughts, and your um, and, and your uh, your encouragement is always uh, really special and really helpful for me um, and for the entire CMP team and CMP family. Um, that's something that I really really appreciate very deeply and especially even in the past um you know in the past month and a half or so ever since the attorney general's complaint was filed the the incredible outpouring of support and so like overwhelmingly overwhelmingly positive comments you know clogging up the facebook messages clogging up my text messages clogging up the inbox um we haven't had that kind of response um since we started releasing the videos for the very first time 20 months ago um, so that's been really, really cool and really encouraging to see. Please continue to like and share the videos and social media. Uh, stay abreast of what we're doing in the courtroom, some of the different filings. The criminal case is really different from a civil case in that the filings are a lot shorter and snappier and kind of more readable and digestible and I think a lot more dramatic and interesting. So that's worth paying attention to. Um, and uh, you can always contribute to, the, to our legal defense at cmp.org um, if you feel so inclined or are able, and we appreciate that. Um, and uh, I think that I think that now is really the time um, to 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 press this issue publicly and really to put it to bed. I think we have a really unique opportunity right now. Um, and Planned Parenthood knows it. That's why they're so desperate. That's why they had all of their lawyers here who helped the attorney general's office write the dumb complaint um, in the courtroom today because they're they really they need an out right now because they know that people are waking up that the only thing that's unique about Planned Parenthood is this gigantic monopolistic monster abortion business. And taxpayers don't want to be funding something like that and propping up a disgusting organization like that with half a billion taxpayer dollars a year. So they need to be defunded. They need to be stripped of all of their taxpayer funding. That needs to be reassigned to mainstream, holistic community health care centers that don't do abortions. And Planned Parenthood's barbaric criminal abortion business needs to be prosecuted by real law enforcement to the full extent of the law. And that is the real reason why we're here. Obviously, California Family Council and the allies that we're with today, both Center for Medical Progress, Students for Life of America, Pro-Life Future, Secular Pro-Life, and all of our other state and national allies, uh, ultimately our goal is that this room, this building, would really become a hall of justice, uh, not a hall of injustice. So we thank you for watching. Please share this video with your friends and your family to help spread the word. And we will be back with you with more videos like this. Obviously, keep praying for David and the team ahead of the June 8th hearing. We'll be with you soon. God bless. So folks, that was David Delayden, the president of the Center for Medical Progress. I was interviewing him a few weeks ago in San Francisco, talking about the 
attacks on him and his organization by Planned Parenthood and their allies. When we come back, we're going to do a follow-up story about Planned Parenthood, talking about their just-released annual report. Uh, Lots of interesting things in there, and there's a reason why they delayed so long to release it. Make sure you stay, pay attention. We'll be back in just a minute here on Life, Family, Liberty. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty. I'm your host, Jonathan Keller. Happy to be back with you today and happy to be joined by another one of my very good D.C. friends, uh, the super friends from Washington, D.C. I have all these great pals there who are doing amazing work. We've heard in the last few weeks from people at Alliance Defending Freedom, and I'm very happy to be joined by a friend from Family Research Council. Arena Grosu is the director of the Center for Human Dignity, and she is one of those overachievers who has a double master's degree both in, I'm going to see if I can get this right, in philosophy and in bioethics? Close, theology. Theology and bio- bioethics. So, Arena, thanks for joining us today. Jonathan, it's a pleasure. So, we wanted to bring you on today. I know you were on our, our mutual friend John Girardi's radio show last week talking about the Planned Parenthood annual report. Normally, they try to release this at the end of the year, but they delayed and delayed and delayed this report. And why do you think that was? I think despite the cleanup work they tried to do, there are really still some bombshells in this report. Yeah, we don't know exactly why, but we know that um, obviously because of the uh, defunding Planned Parenthood fight in D.C. here, it may have had something to do with that. It may have had the fact with the fact that they're uh, celebrating their quote unquote 100 year anniversary. It's not even the 100 years of when their first abortion facility opened. It's actually when the first illegal birth control uh, clinic opened in 1916. But I wanted to actually get to the numbers because that's that's what um, your listeners are really interested in, and they're very telling. So first. Planned Parenthood has committed 328,000 abortions, so that they're up last year by 4,300 abortions uh, from their report prior. And government funding increased to 554.6 million, and that's the highest government funding that Planned Parenthood has ever received. And their total revenue is 1.35 billion, and that's the highest revenue they've ever had. Um, hmm. In addition, they have made $77 million, $77.5 million in profit, which is up by $19 million since the year prior. And at the same time, we know that their cancer screenings have dropped by half since 2011. Uh, now, for the first time in history, their abortions outnumber uh, basic breast exams. And their prenatal services in the last two years alone dropped by half. So they were doing about 17,000 that they were uh, reporting to now about 7,000. And I know that's a lot of numbers for everyone who's listening. Sometimes it can be hard to grasp all of these numbers, but kind of the gist of it is that abortions are way up and every other good service is way down. Yes, abortions are up, uh, uh, funding is up, but there are other services, screenings, prenatal services, those numbers are down, and, and their their profit is up. And you, you mentioned also the thing that's crazy about this is abortions are up even as their client visits are down. So Client visits are down by over 100,000 in the last year. 100,000 less people use Planned Parenthood, yet their abortion numbers are up. Which is really remarkable. So you see the fact that as Planned Parenthood is under this cloud of controversy, 
and a very well-deserved cloud of controversy, they are really having to fight and figure out ways to stay afloat. And the only way that they can do that funding-wise really is increasing their abortion reimbursements. Yes. Um, And actually, we found a specific number in their report. If uh, we are able to defund Planned Parenthood, they have a whole pot of almost half a billion dollars that's unrestricted net assets. And so they can continue doing whatever they want with their money, but don't incorporate taxpayer funds. Obviously, we want to we want them to stop abortions. Um, right now, we're looking to make sure that they are not doing abortions and getting taxpayer funding. Right. And I think that it's a little bit crazy. We, we talked in the last segment, I played the clip from David Daleiden talking about the fact that President Trump, I think very wisely, tried to call Planned Parenthood's bluff. And he said, look, if you want to continue doing the legitimately good services that you have done in the past, because we would agree that, you know, cancer screenings and well-woman visits, those are legitimate public goods. If you want to keep doing those, go ahead. We'll happily fund you. You just have to stop your abortion business. And they refused. They It didn't even take them a full day to issue a full-throated denial. And I think it really has, Dorina, I'm guessing that really has kind of helped to show the clarity. I'm hoping a lot of people see this, that Planned Parenthood is not ultimately about helping women. It's ultimately about abortion. It is. And it, this is true for domestically and internationally. When With the Mexico City policy, again, uh, groups that would not do abortions or at least promote them, would still receive funding. Well, Planned Parenthood International and Marie Stopes International said no. You know, they'd rather lose the funding than stop doing abortions, which is very, very telling. But this is another telling statistic. For pregnant women who come to Planned Parenthood, 96% get abortion. Okay, wait. So, just, hold on. You need to say that one more time. So everybody, for, just, just pause. Take a deep breath. For every pregnant woman that comes to Planned Parenthood, 96% get abortions. And this, so out of all the services they offer to pregnant women, and this is abortions, adoption referrals, prenatal visits, out of all those pregnant women, 96% are there for abortions. Wow. And they don't, yes. So, I mean, you could see this is what they do for pregnant women. Man, and that is just absolutely staggering. Well, I know that there's been a lot of really great stuff written on this. If you go to the Family Research Council Facebook page and the Susan B. Anthony List Facebook page, they have some really great memes and graphics that describe how bad the situation is. But, Arena, where can people find the work that you're doing? I know you're getting ready to update the FRC blog and the research paper on Planned Parenthood. Where can they go to find out what you're doing? If they go to www.frc.org, they are going to get the newest statistics and analysis on this report compared to all of their reports from years past. And so it's a comprehensive look at Planned Parenthood throughout the years. And I know this has been a project you guys have actually been working on for quite a while, so I'm really excited to see that. So, uh, and Arena, in terms of following you specifically, we've got about 30 seconds left here, but uh, what's your Twitter account if people want to follow you online? Go to at Arena Grossu, A-R-I-N-A-G-R-O-S-S-U. Very easy. Simple. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. I know we'll definitely have you back on the show in the future. There's so much to talk about, obviously, but thanks for being with us today and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Awesome, everybody. We'll be back to close out the show in just a minute. Thanks to Arena, and make sure you tune in on Life, Family, Liberty.
folks, thank you again for joining us today on Life, Family, Liberty. I'm your host, Jonathan Keller. Very grateful for our guest, Greg Burt. Grateful for my friend David Delayden recording the interview with us earlier this last month. And grateful to my friend Arena Grosu for sharing some crazy updates. I mean, there's no other way to say it. When you hear that for pregnant women who go to Planned Parenthood, 96% of the services they get are abortions. 96% of them get abortions. For every 100 women that enter Planned Parenthood pregnant, 96 of them walk out with them being a mother of a dead baby. I mean, that is just horrific. Um, If you want to know more about that, if you want to find out what Arena was talking about, she got the website just a tiny bit wrong. Right after she got off the phone, she messaged me and said it's frc.org slash Planned Parenthood Facts. She said just Planned Parenthood, but make sure you have the facts on there. Planned Parenthood Facts. frc.org slash Planned Parenthood Facts. And we'll make sure that we post this up on our website as well. I'll actually make sure I put a link in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, you can look in the description or on a podcast, you can see in the description what the right website is. In the meantime, folks, I really just want to reiterate the request I made at the beginning of the show. If you're listening to this show, please share it with your friends. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Twitter. Uh, email it to your friends or family. Uh, we really need all the help we can get to get the word out. The reality is that in the state of California, there is not a lot of oxygen for alternative news sources. You're so uh, beholden to people like the LA Times and the big three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, on your local television. And you know, if you're listening to me right now, you know that there are people in California that you want to hear this show. So I encourage you, I politely beg you, please share this information with them. You can always send them directly to our website at lifefamilyliberty.net. That's lifefamilyliberty.net. And from there, they can subscribe to the show on iTunes with their Android or with their Apple phone. They can subscribe on Google Play with their Android phone. And then they can also go to Stitcher or SoundCloud. They can listen to it directly. Lifefamilyliberty.net is that website. Folks, thanks so much for being with us as always. Thanks to my intrepid producer, Brian, being with us and, as always, engineering the show masterfully. Thanks to AM 1680 for hosting us. And make sure you tune in next week here for another episode of Life, Family, Liberty.